You're listening to Inside Public Procurement by Bonfire, a show celebrating the unique stories and heroic efforts of those on the front lines of public procurement. Each episode, we bring you the latest trends, tips, and real stories from procurement trailblazers like you, who work tirelessly to bring positive impact to the agencies and communities you serve. Together, let's elevate the field of public procurement to new heights. Now, pull up a chair and let's gather around the bonfire. Our show is about to begin. Hello and welcome to the Inside Public Procurement Podcast. My name is Emily Lambert and I'm the manager of content marketing at Bonfire, an e-procurement solution used by over 600 public sector agencies across North America. Today I'm joined by Keith Allen. Keith is one of the senior buyers for Jackson County, Missouri. Keith has been with Jackson County for 18 years, but only recently made the switch to the procurement team in December 2019. Thank you so much for joining me today, Keith. Hello, Emily. So today we're doing something a little bit different. We are actually at NIGP Forum in Boston. Keith and I are in person chatting together here. So we're at NIGP Forum, which is essentially the National Institute for Public Procurement's you know, annual conference, probably the biggest event for public procurement professionals in North America. And we're here at day one, 9am here recording. <laughs> so Keith, I want to know from you, what are you looking forward to most at NIGP? Two things. One, the food. As we talked <laughs> earlier, the seafood. I'm totally into that. And I yes. can't wait to find me a good lobster roll. Let's go. Secondly, just really getting involved in the whole procurement environment. You know, like I said, this is my first conference, first time here, I'm still kind of new to the whole procurement world. So just trying to see where everybody's mindset is on a national level. That's probably the most thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question. <laughs> I just have a question. Hey, everyone, it's me, Tung, also from Bonfire Inside Public Procurement Podcast. I'm working the booth today, so Emily's taking over for hosting. But Keith talked about spaghetti uh, shortly <laughs> before we started hitting record, and I need to jump in here. Sorry, Emily. Keith, do you put seafood in your spaghetti? You know, I've tinkered with it a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. I actually did a lobster, but I did a white sauce instead of a red sauce. Whoa, that's yeah. a fancy spaghetti. I mean, you know, if it's just me, I'm a bachelor. So, you know, I'm trying to experiment, you know, slide a dish over to the lady like, hey, you know, taste this. You, know you never know. See what it's like. Okay. Yeah, you never know. All right. I, I love that. I rescind my time. <laughs> that's a very important comment for you to come in here, Tongue, to add your two cents. And I really appreciate that. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I, for one, definitely landed in Boston yesterday afternoon. Our flight was delayed. I was so hungry because I hadn't eaten a bagel since like 4 a.m. And the first thing I did was I had to go get tuna poke bowl. And it was absolutely delicious. So good. Definitely here for all the seafood here in Boston. So I'm also very excited for that. (laughs) But I love what you mentioned too, Keith, around just that. Seeing kind of what's going on in the procurement space. Kind of really connecting with your peers. I think it's honestly like a big reason why we even do this podcast. Is to just even hear insights from people like you who have a lot of experience in public procurement to be able to share your insights with procurement peers and to prepare others to be able to learn from from you as well. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into some things today. Mm So honestly, even before we jump into some of that, I would love to hear a bit more. You know, we ask this every single week on Inside Public Procurement. I would love to know a bit about your journey into procurement. I know you've been with Jackson County for 18 years, 
but you've only been in the procurement department for about three, three and a half years, sounds Actually, like. two and a half. Two and a half, not even three yeah, years. Yeah, three years. Trying yeah. the math, I'm like, when is 2019? <laughs> I don't know, the right. pandemic really messed up my <laughs> sense of time. So yeah, less than two years. I'd love to hear about what you were doing before you were in procurement and kind of what kind of instigated that shift. So let's back up a little bit. I actually went to school for aviation. Uh No way. Yeah, I know, right? And then I moved back to Kansas City and was just trying to find a, a job, basically. And I ended up just throwing out an application at Jackson County. And they hired me. I was like, okay, great. And I actually started in accounts payable. So I was paying all the bills. Shortly after that, ended up getting a position within the finance department, but I went to the budgeting section of it. Um, I was a budget analyst for five years. That gave me another view of how the county finance department worked down to looking at the entire budget for the county, travel expenses, just the way taxpayers' money was spent was very deeply involving. And just like a lot of people, you know, you are trying to better yourself as you're going along. And it was at one point I was actually getting ready to leave Jackson County. And my current boss, Barbara Casamento, she had been working with her since day one. She had heard that I was thinking about leaving the county. And she actually approached me, said, I would love for you to work with me versus you leaving. She said, Keith, you're a great asset to this place. And this Jackson County would hurt if you left. I'm like, oh, okay. So she pulled me in. And being that I already knew the financial system as well as I did from accounts payable to budgeting, me sliding into that senior buyer position was almost seamless. Mm -hmm. I just needed to learn the procurement side. And my boss, Barb, she's been in procurement 39 years. So I have a really good teacher to, you know, lean on. And that's pretty much about it. That's how I I got into it. So now I've almost come full circle with the finance department because I've almost been in every section. Hmm. It's been interesting. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the shift. So when you were working in accounts payable, working in finance, what was that relationship with like procurement at that point? Were you interfacing with procurement a lot or was it pretty separated? It was not so much mixed together. Say, for instance, um, I would get an invoice, a, a payment to pay. At the time, I didn't know how the structure worked from a department requesting a purchase order to them paying off the purchase order. And now that paperwork is now going to accounts payable and I'm paying it. So I would see PO, but I didn't never knew what a PO was right. until almost 10 years later. Like, oh, that's how this all flows together. Right. It definitely started making more sense when I got into the budgeting side of it. But then it made total sense when I got down to purchasing. Wow. It's getting really that holistic view of how a procurement can you know, come in, you're stewarding those taxpayer dollars in order to get best value contracts all the way to, you know, managing those contracts and making sure that, you know, vendors are actually getting paid and all that kind of stuff. So seeing the full life cycle, that's a really interesting perspective. And I think a lot of time, a lot of people that are both in finance and in procurement don't always see, you know, every step of the process that goes in, especially when we're in government procurement. It's so important to have, you know, a really good process in place and making sure you're being really transparent with that process so that that you are stewarding taxpayer dollars really well. 
That's awesome. Well, maybe shifting gears a little bit here. So the theme of this year's NIGP conference is the innovations reshaping our future, really looking at how are procurement teams innovating in their agencies. So I wanted to hear from you, Keith. How are you kind of reshaping the future of Jackson County through innovation in the procurement department? Okay, so listen, if my boss hears this podcast, which I'm pretty sure she will, (laughs) she's going to laugh and she may say a few choice words. My boss is a paper hoarder. It was almost mind boggling when I got into the person department to see how much paper she actually collected Mm. with the contracts. And it was just like, oh, God, lady, I've got to fix this. And, you know, like I said, she's been in that position 30 something years. So she's just been used to her own little bubble, not to toot my own horn or anything like that. You know, being a fresher face You know, it's kind of like trying to guide her like, you know, we can get rid of this. You don't need this. Why do we have three copies of the same document instead of just the final document that has everything on it? When I got to the purchasing department, I forget the name. I don't think we had a actual system for bidding our contracts. I had saw Sourcewell. I had saw other sites that we were pulling contracts from or we were creating our own contracts. And often I would ask, well, is there another way we could go about this? Unfortunately, at the time when I got into procurement, COVID was just starting. Mm -hmm. So I had to deal with learning a brand new position by myself, basically, because we know eventually we ended up having to work from home. So I'm constantly calling my boss like, hey, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm one of those ones. I'm definitely going to ask questions before I put a product out. I don't want any negativity on my name. So yeah, she knew that I was always going to ask a question. She was always there for me. After, say, like a year or so of just trying to consolidate old files, trash old files, we ended up getting the new software Bonfire. And just to get her from all this paper to a little bit to no paper is just like blowing her mind. We used to have our bid board in Jackson County was basically a cork board Hmm. and we would literally print our contracts and thumbtack them to this board oh wow so you could easily have oh 20 contracts of 20 to 40 pages just hanging there now we have a tv we do everything just electronic now and our finance director had came down because we're actually in the process of moving to a new building and we're of course consolidating everything And when he asked about our file cabinets, because we have, oh God, 20 drawers of contracts. And my boss had told, well, actually we're consolidating all that. So now I almost have a small crate of all my contracts versus 20 drawers full of contracts. Yeah, no kidding. So she was very excited about it. And it's one of the, she often says, I'm glad that I did hire you outside of knowing you, Mm -hmm. a good person, you're fixing all this i was like i'm I'm trying i'm trying because you've got to get rid of some of this paper lady this is wow yeah a lot of paper yeah no kidding (laughs) i think it's a very similar story to what we've kind of heard from other government agencies before moving on to you know e-procurement or procurement different procurement technology solutions just having those like entire basements kind of filled with just rows of cabinets you're storing, you know, vendor submissions, you're storing evaluation scorecards, you're storing all of these things that are being on paper and then being able to bring them onto technology really makes a huge difference. 
I then want to kind of dive into, it's really interesting kind of hearing your perspective on having a really great manager and someone who's a mentor to you. Well, you're also able to provide, like you said, kind of that new set of eyes, really being able to have the innovation perspective at Jackson County. What kind of prompted looking into e-procurement as an option to be able to take everything that was on paper and move it digitally? And kind of what were you looking for in a solution when you were doing that? The biggest thing for me was moving away from numbers. Accounts payable, you deal with money and numbers and budgeting, it's money and numbers. And silly me for getting into the finance department when I'm not a numbers person. Getting to the procurement side, I knew there was definitely less numbers involved and more of a administration part of it. I was definitely interested in that. And just to see how everything moved and worked together. And it's been exactly how I thought. I see how, I see how it starts from the beginning all the way to the very end when it's even time to rebid a contract of ours. It has its up and downs, of course, like with any job. Sometimes it's politics. Sometimes we all deal with those knucklehead employees that want to do things their way instead of the right way. One thing that I never really thought that I had was a voice per se. Now with being in procurement, I can actually tell somebody no and be okay, you know, and me being shy, reserved, but it's kind of fun to tell someone who's higher up over you, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't have to do that. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much been about it. Just a different view, a different world. You never want to be stagnant in one position. You know, you always want to try to grow better yourself. To me, I'm still fairly young. Don't mind the gray hair. Started when I was 22. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a journey. It's yeah. been a nice journey. That's really interesting, Keith. And I think really speaks to the power of mentorship in your career. And I think in many procurement professionals careers, and I think mentorship, it's so important in procurement and honestly, something that I don't think it's talked about enough. I think a lot of the time public procurement professionals can have, you know, small teams. Sometimes, you know, I've even met teams of, you know, one. So what's maybe your advice for anyone who might be seeking mentorship and either doesn't know where to find it or maybe doesn't know how to ask for it? First thing, breathe. Everything can come at you at once. And like I said, definitely want to take your time, have a great eye to detail. One number will throw everything off. One letter will throw everything off. You cannot be lazy in this field. It's okay sometimes, depending on your environment, to be a little lax. We all have those up and down peaks throughout the year. Luckily for mine, mine is in the middle in the summertime, so I can enjoy myself Perfect. a little bit. <laughs> but oh boy, the ending in the beginning of the year is a nightmare. Luckily, being here at this conference, I've heard about the one-person procurement team. That baffles me. I cannot see how one person can handle a procurement project all by themselves. Mm. At Jackson County, you know, there's four buyers, including myself and my boss, Barb. I mean, we handle things okay. We're looking to hire some more people to just lessen the load on us, especially now that we're taking on new contracts, construction, basically. We've got a new jail being built. Our public works usually handled that part of it. But now, like I said, this is a brand new world to us. Even my boss, Barb, she's had to take classes for this. And I've been in the background just 
observing, just looking to see how all of this is going to come together because eventually she's going to leave and someone's going to have to kind of be that buffer between all that knowledge leaving and then something else coming in. I would definitely say be confident in yourself. I've learned that some people and some things will make you question what you're doing. Am I doing this bid right? Did I send it to the right people? Am I reaching the right people? Having that mentor and even some of my other coworkers to give that confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, Even before coming here, my boss, Barb, she knew how nervous I was. And she was like, Keith, just breathe. You're a fun guy to be around. You will be okay. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) But I throw up. I swear to God, I'm going to throw up. But yeah, just, I mean, I'm blessed to have nice coworkers to be around. And my manager, who has just kind of walked me through every step of this whole journey, and even taking those relationships that I've built before getting into procurement have now bled down into procurement. It's just always, oh, Keith, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you for helping me. Hey, I have a question for when you were in your other position. Can I, you know, people still do all that. I pride myself on being a fun guy that is inviting to other people. I don't know if it's the person or if it's just me. If you are in a uncomfortable environment, you're going to become uncomfortable. But if you're in a nice, cool environment, you can relax. You can let your hair down. And that's where I've been at. That's cool. Just the power of being able to make a joke and to be just someone that people find very approachable can have a lot of power. I think especially like, I don't know, I think procurement gets a bad rap for being boring. I don't really know where this reputation comes from. I feel like I meet so many wonderful, fun procurement professionals, but I feel like you got to fight that bad rap sometimes too, because I think people have just an image in their head of, oh, you're procurement, you're the red tape that I have to get by. Like you're not, (laughs) you're a boundary for me, right? That no, it's, that's not the case at all. Like being able to be that personality that people find approachable is in the long run also make your procurement team more successful because you're working with so many different departments you have to kind of meet your internal clients where they're at you don't want people going around you either too because you are that boundary right so it's that's so important yes one last question for you here keith you might have an interesting perspective on this as being someone who's worked you know across finance and procurement but one of our kind of something where we've been talking about a lot here at bonfire recently is just the way that procurement teams truly are kind of the superheroes of their agencies the way that you're able to make impact on the communities that you serve through the work that you do so i'd love to hear your perspective in your opinion why are public procurement teams you know the heroes of their agencies and the communities that they serve this may sound kind of repetitive but it's money. You know, we deal with taxpayers' money every day, all day. So there have been times where you are forced to spend a nice chunk of money on a contract. But during this process, you can also save so much money on so many angles. That alone, the where we're at today, money is a big thing. So if you can save anybody any kind of money, Yay us. <laughs> yeah. Yay us. Yeah. No, that's great. That's a lot of power in being able yes. to save costs because when you save costs in one area, it means you can have, you know, spending in another area too, yep. right? And it just maximizes the impact that you're having. Yes. Awesome. Keith, I would love to get your perspective on this as well. We ask this question, you know, every single episode of Inside Public Procurement, but what's your number one piece of advice you give? to someone starting their career in public procurement. You started your career in public procurement fairly recently. 
I feel like you probably have a good wealth of advice for people that are maybe are working in another department like yourself and want to make that shift. Again, the breathing, the take your time with everything. We're all forced with deadlines. Being in procurement has taught me how important a contract is, how important a bid is. And you just always want to get it right because you don't ever want a vendor or another agency coming at you saying, hey, why did you do this? Or why is this happening with me, I can't be perfect, but I want to be as close as perfect as possible. And like I said, just take your time. Having a good support is always a good thing. This is my first time at this NIGP conference. And when I signed up, I did not know there were all these forums that I was going to be introduced to. Mm. And I've met so many people from all over the nation and just to see how one person can ask a question and there's all these responses and it's like okay this is like really one big community Mm. so even if you don't have someone to fall back on within your own team you've got a network full of people in in NIGP and it's easy just to reach out to one person and you get 50 people to show Mm. up so don't ever feel alone breathe If you need a coffee break, please take several. (laughs) Use your vacation time because you never want to get burnt out. And just try to have fun with it as much as possible. Yeah. You know, with anything in life, just try to have fun with it. Be business, but be fun. Yeah. That's great advice, Keith. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No, (laughs) I really enjoyed this conversation. It's been really great. It's been really great to be in person, being able to chat. You know, Zoom's great, but there's something just so special about being in person and being able to have these conversations and being able to just, yeah, share that with our inside public procurement subscribers. That's awesome. If there's anyone who's listening today that wants to get in touch with you to follow up on anything that you said or to connect with you and kind of be able to build that community with you where can they reach you follow me on instagram okay no, no, just like, i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> you, you got a you got a tiktok that we can follow right? actually i do do you yes i do i'm working on it all so right you never know what you i'm silly as you see in person so just imagine what my social media is like i don't know we've been trying to make the argument for a while to make a bonfire tiktok so i don't know maybe this is a sign that it's time to happen I can definitely almost see that easy way um, my email address is as I tell people it's kallen k-a-l-l-e-n at jacksongov.org we are kind of still in between of working in the office and working at home so email nowadays is just usually the best way mm-hmm. you know what for giggles no I'm not gonna get my phone number <laughs> I'm not gonna do it email is the best no, way to get yes email is definitely the best way Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Keith. Really appreciate this conversation. I hope you enjoy NIGP conference. I hope you're able to meet a lot of people, have some great conversations. One quick story. (laughs) I will tell you this. So, of course, my first time. Yesterday, there was a first-timers event. So, I showed up, freaked out. It was just, and I had to call a coworker, and I had to explain to her, I'm okay with a large group of people, being in a large group of people, but for some reason, it just was overwhelming at first. I didn't know what to expect to the point I freaked myself out and I left. So I didn't get to really enjoy that that first-timer event. So now, again, everything is still fresh and new. So now, yeah, again, take my own advice. Don't freak out, breathe, and just go with the flow. But, oh, man, I was so uncomfortable yesterday. Oh, it was crazy. (laughs) 
It really was. I had to laugh at myself. I mean, I think even, you know, coming on this podcast, I think you'll be the first to say it's a little bit of a step outside your comfort zone too, but you made that step. You're here. Man. This has been a great conversation. I've personally really you enjoyed it. You don't seem shy at all. No, I know. You you kept saying, I'm so shy. I, I like, I can't, I, I, but like, no, it's, you, this has been really great and you have a lot of great insight, Keith. So really appreciate this You should see my toes. Like they keep curling up <laughs> under the table. Like I am just, so I'm still, yeah, I'm putting on a good front, but I'm, I'm trying to get out of that that shyness and so yeah, yeah I, I try no that's thank you awesome. so much yeah thank absolutely you, thank you. yeah thank you again so much for this conversation it's been a real pleasure having you likewise thank, thank you. you again and yeah thank you so much for listening to Inside Public Procurement and we'll see you next time Procurement professionals like you are the lifeblood of public sector organizations dedicated not only to supporting your agency but the constituents you serve That's why we've created the Inside Public Procurement Podcast here at Bonfire, a unique place where you can share stories and discuss the topics that matter to public procurement pros. From digitization and the future of public procurement to ensuring a fair and transparent process, we're all about finding new strategies to help your agency succeed. Join us at GoBonfire.com to learn more. You've been listening to Inside Public Procurement by Bonfire. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you have an idea for an episode or want to come on as a guest, email us at hello at gobonfire.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.